Hello everyone, I'm Juana Yordekescu and you're listening to the We Include podcast. Here we seek to bring you the most relevant and off-the-shelf diversity and inclusion initiatives. Today we're landing in Paris, home of 15 Tech, an organization I love so much for being so daring and diligent. Their mission is 50% women in technology in Europe by 2050. We're going to learn how they're getting this done from Carolyn Ramad, founder and CEO of 15 Tech, board member of UN Women France, top LinkedIn Voices 2022, and a true force of nature, I must say. I am so happy to bring this episode to you, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Carolyn. Very nice to have you here. Nice to be here with you. How are you doing? Really fine. <laughs> I see. We uh, so for those listening, uh, I can see Caroline on the video. She's she's glowing. So I'm very curious about <laughs> how she got to this glow. We'll we'll touch on that. But um, lovely to have Caroline Rama, the CEO of uh, Fifteen Tech. Caroline, tell us a little bit more about Fifteen Tech. So Fifteen Tech is a, um, a platform to accelerate the career of women in tech across Europe. Um, we are connecting uh, women in tech with inclusive companies, and I can explain why we are selecting tech companies who are joining Fifteen Tech, but also providing uh, boot camps to become chief product officer, chief technical officer uh, from the best uh, female leaders across Europe. Uh, and we are doing that because we are meeting so much uh, um, numbers of uh, women in tech uh, worldwide, but uh, especially across Europe. Uh, and we want to focus for now on retention of that talent uh, in the industry mm-hmm. in order to inspire the next generation. I think when, when I met you, I was in Paris and you gave a talk in an organization I was working on. We invited you for our launch of DEI talks. And you were very kind of punchy around the idea that women want to get into tech, but it's a very unfriendly environment. (laughs) Totally. Uh, Right? Is it still the case? Has anything improved? I I think uh, what improved is perhaps um, during the pandemics, uh, uh, flexibility come a new standard. uh, And that was the criteria number one uh, asked by women in tech across uh, across the globe. So uh, I think first, uh, companies understood that flexibility is something that they need to have. And so mm-hmm. that's the first part. But in terms of um, toxicity and uh, increasing all the policies, uh, there's still mm-hmm. jobs to do. Uh, and what we can see is that one out of two um, women is leaving tech after eight years of experience to, mm-hmm. to this discrimination. And if you look um, into, for example, cybersecurity, it's every two years, every three years. So, so wow. when you have a really male-dominated industry, uh, and I think it's for tech, but it could be in finance sometimes and so yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It creates another kind of culture. So yeah. flexibility is one part of things that moved and we need to continue that movement and we need to offer that. And now it's time to go to equal pay, uh, to fair career pass, because we have mm-hmm. only 8% of, fem- of women's level across Europe in mm-hmm. tech, only 8% yep. and 30% of junior. So that means that we have a huge way uh, and a huge um, opportunity to mm-hmm. uh, to offer to that young woman can become like manager and then uh, I don't know tech lead and then 
becoming, I don't know, CTOs. Yeah, and they're asking for that. They're mm-hmm. asking for mm-hmm. that. They're asking for creative technology jobs, uh, not doing only the task every day. Yeah. And that's why they are leaving a part of the, the why they are leaving mm-hmm. tech because they can't, uh, become the leaders that they really want, uh, want to become. So mm-hmm. we, on a way, every day I have company asking me for more than 10 years. A right. software engineer, and I'm telling you, okay, what are you doing in your company to uh, to make that manager and not leaving tech? Yeah, succession planning, growth so, plans, yeah. career exactly. paths. So that's that, that really a huge focus that we need to have. Mm-hmm. For every woman before eight years of experience, we need to act now and to uh, make them uh, equally paid uh, in, a, in a right environment for them mm-hmm. and make them, sorry, <clears throat> Sorry for that. Um, it's okay. You can repeat. So, <clears throat> sorry, I will do that. <laughs> okay. So we ne- uh, for every woman before eight, uh, eight years of experience, we need to uh, pay them fairly, uh, help them to grow uh, now, uh, and and really uh, focus on them in order to have the next generation of uh, executive leaders uh, yes. in the tech industry. And another trend for me is um, career change movement. A mm-hmm. lot of women are joining uh, tech now. Yes. Bootcamp. Uh, so 40 to Reconversion. 60%. Reconversion mm-hmm. is, a, is really a huge topic. But when you look into the scale up and unicorns um, yes. uh, across the world, really difficult for this, this profile to enter in that industry. Mm. So, okay. Carolyn, we got straight into the meat of things uh, and I love that. I think it's so relevant what we need to bring to light and that organizations like you actually are working tirelessly to, uh, throughout this. Tell me a little bit more, how did 15 Tech start and what are some of the milestones so far for you? Yeah, what uh, of the first main idea of 15 Tech was to say we have really few solutions across Europe. Uh, for diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion uh, solution. And um, and I say, okay, we need to know where are the women in tech across Europe? Uh, what do they want? Connect mm-hmm. them. Uh, so connect each other. Uh, so because they are perhaps uh, with a school with 4% of women <laughs> across the school and then entering companies with really few networks. So creating the first round of network, and that was the first part of the community to connect with peers, uh, attending like events with women leaders across Europe. It was really American way of doing, but nothing so much in, uh, in Europe. Then uh, we, we, I saw the number so, uh, of the retention in tech, and I said, okay, it's time to connect and to create like mm-hmm. a network to connect that woman with an inclusive uh, ecosystem of companies and select that companies by criteria. Those were exactly the reason why they are leaving tech. So that was quite simple to say, okay, we need to be uh, a little bit more pragmatic and create solution. A lot of people are talking, talking, talking about, but I was really wondering to create something. So I asked companies uh, and it was like large corp initially to help me to build because it was really difficult to, get the money to, to build that business initially. So they give me money to, to build the first version of 15 Tech. Mm-hmm. And during COVID uh, and the pandemic, I said, okay, it's time to create the business model uh, mm-hmm. for a startup with impact and company have to pay for that. <laughs> so so that was a, that was the purpose. And, and, and uh, with a huge pipeline of uh, women uh, candidates, uh, mm-hmm. we can create something really 
useful for companies, useful for, for a woman. And that was really the idea. So not creating things to, to, uh, to build something with no reason why. It's really to be useful uh, for the industry uh, and for the pipeline and, and the community uh, that we have uh, created. So you're still playing this role of middle person, right? So if I am a potential women in tech and I want to get in the field or I am in the field and I really want to do that, I come to you and what happens? So you 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 can like uh, unbod it as a as a with a career goal with a mentor goal uh, on fifteen mm-hmm. tech and if you have a career goal and you want to uh, to uh, to have a job you are open to opportunities so you can just uh, fulfill your profile and then people will hunt you on fifteen tech so mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. you can be in touch with a woman so you are junior data scientist, you can be in touch with a senior data scientist, for example, and to be in touch with her, participate to masterclass with contents about uh, every um, data engineer, data scientist profile that we have on the platform. But also if you are looking a job, uh, recruiters uh, can uh, be in touch with you and they know what is important for you. So, and even in the matching system, so we match you. So you imagine you want to work remotely two hours from Berlin. Oh, I don't know. Uh, in another place in Europe, we will match you with the right opportunities for you. So jobs open uh, to remote opportunities uh, on the right uh, technical stack. Uh, and so this, this is the first matching. And then we are adding now an affinity layer uh, saying, okay, you the most important criteria for you is equal pay. If the company mm-hmm. achieves equal pay, uh, mm-hmm. we will give more visibility to that companies. If work-life balance is something, the most important topic for you, we will uh, show you first the companies with a better budget. score really high Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's what we are adding now, thanks to the gender score that we have created Mm -hmm. uh, um, a few months ago. Uh, And we are categorizing the companies and now implementing that now in the matching. And we are saying to recruiters what is really important for them. To showcase the policies that they have, we can really match with their uh, with what they, they really want. You're doing my job so easy now, Carolyn. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, right? If you are on this side of recruitment, like you, you need to figure out smart ways to engage with communities that traditionally have not been engaged with correctly or is sufficient. And I think your platform really offers that. But I also love the fact that you're starting to put responsibility on the organizations to really live by their diversity and inclusion memos, right? Everybody has these memos, these reports. And what happens actually behind the scenes? Are are women or other underserved groups seeing the effects of, of their investment? And I think now my observation in the past couple of years is that budgets for DEI actions in organizations have increased. And that is great. Um, the next step is putting it in where it matters. <laughs> so that's why we're here. Um, so I'm, I'm curious by, by this evolution of things, right? So you have a platform for women in technology, then you have a platform for organizations to present themselves and be measured against same benchmark of equity and inclusion norms, right? And you also get to see the effect of this matching and the effect of this improvement. How How is it for you? Like, what's the impact on the community so far? Anything that you're particularly proud of or makes you kind yeah. of like, okay, we get going because we have stuff. <laughs> we have uh, so feedback from the community saying, uh, I have increased my salaries 
thanks to your bootcamp, mm-hmm. thanks to these new opportunities. Um, we have feedback saying, I'm not answering anymore to email uh, on LinkedIn because I don't know about the companies and I want to to see more. And on your platform, I can look into uh, the numbers to know if I will be the only uh, woman engineer in the room. Uh, mm-hmm. I can know what uh, about, um, I don't know, parentality policies. And that's important for me because a lot of women are leaving tech after uh, having the first baby. And so uh, they, what they are saying is that uh, there is a trust uh, on 50 and, and, that, uh, and that's something really matters. But one of the uh, feedback that we get was really, uh, really uh, amazing for me was a, a woman in growth management saying, yeah, uh, I really want to go uh, in that company. I apply on LinkedIn. They never answered. And then I was uh, wondering if I'm not enough tech to, to go into that company. But finally, I saw that company uh, on, on, on your website. Uh, and, and I say, okay, they are really open to that. So I will reapply uh, on 15 Tech. Uh, and, and finally, uh, she gets a job. Uh, and she was saying after that, that she, she was the only woman in the room during years. And she didn't realize that uh, uh, entering in a, in a, in a DNI uh, focus organization will bring her so much uh, joy and so discovering work-life balance and, and well-being at work and so on. But that was the second side effect. First, it was uh, the confidence and the trust to apply and to, uh, to get in touch with the company. And then finally discovering that an inclusive workplace can bring you mm-hmm. so much uh, well-being and, 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 and support. Uh, and, and building that confidence that perhaps we didn't get uh, just before. Uh, yeah. And so that, that was the kind of effect that we are really uh, waiting for, uh, mm-hmm. is um, giving you the, the confidence to, to go and to, uh, to go into that company and perhaps dream jobs that you really want to get and perhaps you, you, you never apply. Because all the companies want to see many women applying. Sure. But what I can tell you, that the application is not the main way and they are applying less than, uh, than men. And so yes. w- that's why we opened the hunting part to get into the, uh, really to, to get and say, hey, I saw your profile, very interesting profile, really matching our um, expectation. Uh, we are doing that. You should join. Let's talk. Because we can see that they are looking and reading the jobs, but sometimes not applying despite they are really yeah. qualified for. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's why we have also talent agent mm-hmm. uh, to speak with them and to say, you uh, have an amazing profile about that company, that company, that company, and to help you to go. Uh, waiting only the application is not the right way to do with uh, with women and diverse profile generally. For sure, yes. We yes, need yes. to be proactive and to go yeah. Really um, get in touch, but with personalization and not standard automatized messages. And I think you took to heart all this data that tells you this, right? Like there is so much research around women applying less than men, uh, women applying to jobs that are underqualified for in general, Um, not in general, but a smaller percentage, of course. And you took those numbers and you're like, what? what practical solutions do we build to counteract that? We can't just wait for things to change. And I think that's the best thing to do. I'm I'm curious because I have seen you working like crazy in the past years. Like I've, I've followed you a lot and I, I really love what you're doing. And I, I think the team that we've, you've built is also quite impressive. And 
it must be hard. I'm I'm curious about the hard part as well, right? Like maybe what was harder than you estimated, but you now you have to deal with it. <laughs> uh, and we can talk about money raising. No, That's also a big topic. Uh, but what is it for I, you? I think I think the the, the worst is that is uh, money raising. Yeah. Uh, clearly, uh, because uh, how you can explain this is that DNA uh, is. Uh, uh, is a strong topic uh, that mm-hmm. every company wants to buy for it, uh, and that's now at the business level, and not only uh, uh, the communication level and marketing level. For for sure, there are some companies that's like that. But now, we are in the budget of the recruitment team, not only mm-hmm. the GNI uh, budget, because yes. they are dedicating people, they are dedicating money to recruit more a diverse profile uh, at every mm-hmm. company. So let's see what will happen with uh, with this mess in, uh, coming from the US. But really, that's at the business level now. When you when you are explaining that, they're saying, "Yeah, but there is many companies in the uh, many organizations." Uh, I say, "Okay, but what do they build? They are building marketing things, job boards like that, just to provide publicity for sure that bring you from candidates and so on. But what is a useful tool for the both of them?" We didn't dedicate like tools to be efficient on that topic. And so for sure, that's the hardest uh, part. The, mm-hmm. the first fundraising was uh, of 15 tech was in 2020. 80% of uh, women investors as a business angel uh, really support the solution. Amazing. While coming to Sidron, uh, much harder to convince VCs, uh, even mm-hmm. when the money would be, uh, was really open <laughs> because... Um, because they are, they do not understand the solution. It's like like femtech, uh, you know. It's yes. like, yes. Uh, and and why do we need like dedicated platforms for diverse profile? Because we are first uh, uh, talking about women, but tomorrow fifteen tech will go to other criteria. Uh, so uh, when we will go in UK ethnicity, uh, sexual orientation, disabilities will be uh, the next topic that we want to address. And and I say okay, that's just for disabilities. It's like uh, uh, it's like uh, uh, a huge amount, like 12 million over 60 million in France of, of people. So that's not like small, no. but for now, nobody is really targeting their needs and, and what do they want to see inside the companies. So that's a huge, uh, uh, huge topic. Uh, I think that's at the business level, but they are saying not enough money in return, not, nah. but in fact, the topic will grow and grow because now it's a question of retention of all your employees. That's not, uh, men do not want to join companies with only men, uh, I think. Yes. Really, and studies exactly. are showing that. Every uh, exactly. every studies and the first one studies and so on, really showing that it's a question of retention of all of your employees and mm-hmm, they want mm-hmm. not communication, but action and concrete action. action. So, so that that's a fact, and uh, uh, that's the hardest part for me, uh, really, uh, on, mm-hmm. on on the journey, because convincing companies that they need to join Fifteen Tech, I think that's not uh, that's not an issue. We have more than seventy uh, uh, partners across uh, across Europe. We jump to four hundred in the next uh, three years. Uh, so I'm not uh, I'm confident at that part. But when while building a software, you need money. Yeah. For sure. And so that's sure. uh, that's about. Uh. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna probably still see that as the main challenge till till we see a bit more effect. But you're so right. And me from a 
from a recruitment standpoint, we're losing the opportunity to engage talent on a more sustainable, in a more sustainable manner. All countries, all organizations, especially for specific categories of jobs now, there's scarcity, there's severe scarcity. Germany has announced that they are lacking 400,000 specialists and not necessarily just tech jobs, like even more random stuff they need to import from somewhere else. And I'm like, again, like you, maybe if we look at the talent with disabilities and we invest in education there, we wouldn't have this problem. And we have some other people on this show actually who who, who talk to us about this and the opportunity and the actions that are, are happening, but it is a very small fraction for, for the moment. So I am very excited to hear that you are expanding your attention. Um, and I think that's, that's going to be really interesting. I am curious as well, like, while hard, you're still here and you're still doing this and you're planning to grow. Who, who's with you? Like who's partnering with you on this? Who's helping you kind of go through the motions in, a, in the right direction? Uh, first, the team, like founder Julien, really invested, and in uh, so he's the CTO, our co-founder of 15 Tech, and building the solution. And he was across uh, our, um, his own career with uh, no room in the room, and he really wants to uh, to change mm-hmm. that. Uh, I have amazing people in the team, really motivated. Uh, people really want to change the tech. So that's the first part of my. Uh, of my motivation. Uh, I'm building that with them uh, and without them, I, I can't continue. Uh, but I have also amazing uh, women leaders uh, around me who helped me to build uh, uh, and to continue my journey, um, even when it's really hard. Uh, right. And so what my I'm doing is that I have many um, women entrepreneurs uh, that uh, are building things or did exit and so on I can talk with um, mm-hmm. and, and, and they are my advisors and, and so when right. when the journey is really hard I'm talking and I have WhatsApp many WhatsApp with uh, with that amazing uh, woman and we are talking a lot uh, and they support me uh, even when that's a really hard journey uh, and, and so that that's uh, the way uh, of continuing is building a network of people who perhaps did it who can advise you um, even and also perhaps sometime uh, I think uh, I took like a coaching session with a, mm-hmm. an ex VC become uh, became who became coach for 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 leaders uh, and that was something super inspiring for me because it helped me to go perhaps uh, in a more broader way uh, something like not only the business but. Mm-hmm. Really what I want to build the purpose. how to the purpose and perhaps not thinking every time to the same thing and go mm-hmm. and to change my mind when things are happening uh, and to project myself in something bigger uh, mm-hmm. after uh, and so on and that was really um, helpful for me uh, to 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 just stop to think uh, in a way and to mm-hmm. start thinking in another way so I'm using a lot of development. Um, Personal development tools yeah. mm-hmm. also, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's really important. Uh, I'm not doing yoga at five uh, in the morning. <laughs> I can tell you, I'm sleeping. I have two kids, uh, but I'm trying to to so network is uh, and, right. and and really uh, that friendship in, in entrepreneurial journey is really important mm-hmm. for, uh, to me. Uh, and uh, another tool like coaching really important to uh, to go through uh, um, this journey. I love this friendship in an entrepreneurial journey. I think that's so 
good to mix kindness with purpose and kind of drive, right? You know that you have a network that you can count for anything in a way, but you know that they are there specifically to support you with their knowledge. We, I think on this show, we also had this, I'll steal this tagline, the network show. It's really around the people that you surround yourself with and um, build with them. So very interesting to hear the combination that you've added to your portfolio. You have these WhatsApp groups with people who have been through the entrepreneurial journey. They are, um, you know, let's say put through fire already. So (laughs) when things get tough, they probably are helping you to say, it's not that bad, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) But also um, uh, going deeper within yourself and, and and this projection piece, I think it's really interesting. I'm sure in your conversations as well with your coach, you also go to to why, why, the why, right? Um, I'm I'm very curious. If you think about going back in time, what pushed you? What allowed you to take this journey? Um, I think when I was really young, a young girl, uh, I was saying uh, in France, when you are doing school, uh, every um, teacher asking you what do you want to become uh Uh, When you grow up. uh, Yeah, when you grow up. And so I was saying um, I want to become become, um, a businesswoman. I was seeing me in New York doing PowerPoint presentation. Super stupid (laughs) with like, you know, the traditional suit. Right. Uh, Really. um, And I don't know why. That was like that. That was uh, Mm -hmm. in my mind. And then uh, a guy came and said, okay, you know, uh, I do not believe that you will become that. And... uh, you can do the cleaning, uh, and and cleaner women are like uh, also business women. I don't know if that was an association really bad, and and, and so I stopped and I became a journalist and I made law because that was uh, something really expecting from from women. So I, I really started right. as a journalist, so and uh, in communication field, so really something for women, you know. Yeah. Uh, but also, I have a personal story. My grandmother. Um, uh, so when my grandfather's um, died uh, she had to to take uh, the business and, and and to deal with it and she didn't succeed and uh, mm-hmm. uh, in many ways um, the family came in through and, and so she almost got to uh, to jail uh, and so mm-hmm. she was uh, finally uh, uh, not treated anymore and my when I, bo- I was born and that was the story of my family everyday story mm-hmm. and um, my grandmother and my father talking a lot about that and and uh, the loss that they get after all the money that they, they lose and so on. And, and uh, some way, uh, in my mind, when I was a young girl, it was to say, we can become an entrepreneur also. We can, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, had the opportunity after working as the head of innovation and, 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 and deputy uh, chief digital officer of the city of Paris to join uh, an incubator dedicated to women entrepreneurs called Willa. It was one of the mm-hmm. first in Europe, uh, True, 500 entrepreneurs uh, uh, across. Uh, so uh, every year uh, that we help to start the journey as um, from MVP to to the, the first uh, the first project and then the one first year of the company. Uh, I did that during three years. I enjoyed very much uh, that journey. Uh, that was really something passionate to help that woman to build. And so finally it mm-hmm. was... For me, my first entrepreneurial journey, because leading incubator is really hard in terms of business model, especially when that's non-profit, you need to uh, to take the public money, but not so hard. You need to renew uh, all your business model. And so that I had 10 employees 
uh, and uh, when I took that uh, that opportunity, the, the non-profit organization was really in a bad situation. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to review everything, every uh, place, uh, the business model, uh, the way of doing, and so on. And finally, became super successful after. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first entrepreneurial journey, uh, and helping so much many uh, women leaders uh, in that journey that inspire me. And I say, okay, I need to stop that. I need to build my own journey. And I was really uh, thinking that we need to use tech to solve that systemic issue. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering the solution, what would be the best solution? And initially, the connection was women entrepreneurs with VCs plus female tech talent plus inclusive companies. Uh, and I reduced to uh, talent because that was the most uh, effective way. For now, I think the solution between um, women entrepreneurs and VCs is a little bit broken because we need mm-hmm. to have more female partners and women yes. partners into so that that part of the recruitment part also <laughs> to change the face of uh, uh, of the industry so i think everything is was lead to that first uh, but really um, that that was something uh, uh, fascinating that really inspired me to and i said okay i can become i have 40 years old when i built the company mm-hmm. uh, two young girls and i think yes. that was really part of my motivation to say okay Let's do that. And I can fail, really. Perhaps of course. Her, I, I can fail. That's a, perhaps the hardest things to, to think about. It, you know? <laughs> to because accept. you don't want yeah, to accept because your business is... Uh, is uh, I did with Willa and now if you think I'm really now. involved. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a baby, but it's a, it's a passion, you know, life project. Right. Yes. If things are stopping, you know, and, and uh, you say, okay. What does uh, that mean for for your for your passion, right? I think this uh, is where it starts the impact becoming. And, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And so, and that's that's uh, that's something uh, really important uh, to me. But it's interesting you got to this point. Everybody I talk to that builds businesses for good and they they focus on social impact, they focus on social justice. There is a certain stronger correlation with one's identity, I feel. And I, I understand your story and where is it coming from. And I, I, I think that's a bit of a dangerous relationship, to be honest, because you can lose yourself in the business. You can become one with the business. So if the business fails do you fail as a human being, right? Because you fail to help the world. I think these thoughts are always there. Sorry if I'm triggering anything. <laughs> but I'm, I think it's interesting to think about this and realize and put balance in place. I'm curious if you have any kind of balance points, checkpoints, like when you're like, hey, Caroline, okay, now you need to step away and do something else. What's your, yeah, what's your trigger? What's your go-to place? Um, um, I'm thinking a lot about that topic, uh, in fact, mm-hmm. uh, and especially when fundraising is hard and so on, you need to imagine something. And, and so for, for sure, I'm still focused on my business to, yes. to make them, uh, to, to make the success uh, of it. But you, you are quite forced to think about, so, okay, what is uh, the most important thing that you have to, in your life? And so for sure, my kids. And and uh, and my husband, it's something that I really want to focus a little bit more. And so we <laughs> have decided to move from Paris uh, last year. Uh, we are living now. We uh, we <laughs> we bought some uh, for in the forest, a place in the forest around Bordeaux. So wow. that's not in Bordeaux. So that's like not in the city. That's uh, really in the yes. forest and like forty minutes from Bordeaux. And and so we are building that house uh, all together. Uh, and I don't know if I will uh, really support to live in the forest. You know, that was the dream of my my husband since 
many years. And I say, okay, I can deal the business and now come back in Paris and perhaps tomorrow in London and Berlin and, yes. and so on. Uh, from, from that place, uh, everything is like dealing now remotely and I can see my team and we can manage to, to see each other. So let's do that. And so, and I, that was the first move. Uh, I, I'm born in Paris. I yes. raised in Paris. So every, uh, my kids also and my husband also. So that's the first big move to say, okay, we can go out um, outside of um, from the cities, living in in, the, in a really a uh, natural uh, place, uh, and to offer something else to the kids. Um, so we we are trying that, and I think uh, living in a more uh, I don't know. In another field, like uh, with other criteria, it's a, it's a first different move. rhythm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, and offering nature to your family is uh, something really mm-hmm. uh, fulfill you. And and I want to invest that part a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So we are mm-hmm. building a place. Uh, that place will be uh, an amazing place. And so, let's see uh, what will happen with that place. And uh, if I'm totally. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, aware that uh, I will live totally in the forest in uh, less than six months uh, in this new house. But, uh, but <laughs> you make it sound like you live in a tent, but I'm, I'm sure it's a beautiful place with a lot of... No, no, that's, that's, that's totally it. That's in the pin tree, right. imagine, with a, a really a wood house. So it's an amazing yes. place. But living every day when right. while coming Very from the city, that, that's a challenge. So that was the first move. And I think with the company, with the fundraising, that's a lot to manage. Yes. But uh, at the end of the road, I think that will bring us a lot of things. Uh, and, and, and so that that's a journey that we are living. And mm-hmm. so I'm not living only the entrepreneurial journey. We are living that uh, natural living the family, uh, journey, like exactly. the family mm-hmm. journey and so on. So that's uh, a new part of things. Um, and also, also, I'm trying. I'm seeing my friends a little bit more while coming yeah. in Paris. I'm right. now organized. While living mm-hmm. in Paris, I was like not able to meet people, and so now right. I'm planning things. So I'm investing a uh, relationship with my friends a lot, mm-hmm. uh, really much more than before. So you know, Meaningful when you are moving things, yeah, yeah, when we are moving, moving things, uh, things are happening. So let's see mm-hmm. what could become. I don't have like a, the vision of after, but I'm investing a lot in. Um, in this, uh, this new life, um, mm-hmm. and 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 really uh, focusing on things that matters. Got it. Don't tell this to my partner that you you com- you were convinced to move to the forest. I am my, like you, a city girl, and uh, I, I plan to do so. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen. Um, I, I I love that for you, and uh, I'll come visit if you get me there when yeah, it's ready. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I love Bordeaux area for sure. I um, I want to know what's next for 15 Tech. What is coming up in the immediate period and what's more long term? If we can uh, wrap with that, I, w- I would love to to follow the journey and hopefully speak again in a couple of years on this podcast and, and see what happened from, from what you're planning. So, yeah. So for the next month, what we plan to open is like a mentoring system. Uh, matching system on 15 tech and we believe that investment from the community uh, is really important uh, and really part of uh, what we want to build but something effective so that means mm-hmm. we will use a matching system uh, if you are someone who make a transition into uh, into tech uh, jumping uh, after a bootcamp we want to match you with someone perhaps manager after six years of experience who did the kayaking also to inspire you and to mentor you in your journey so that will be uh, something 
something uh, really important, working on salary also, so perhaps building tools uh, around salary uh, compensation. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, while opening, because we have already the communities, uh, France, UK, Germany, and Germany is one of the first countries for women in tech, huh? 600,000 yeah. women in tech across Germany, and after it's UK. So we are already there. But what we want to do is really to open uh, UK office uh, in order to uh, to have uh, the, the ability to collect more criteria for for, for diversity. Uh, mm-hmm. So first we will do perhaps women intersectionality there, uh, so that means with ethnicity and and, and so yeah. sexual orientation and disability. And then we will try to find a way for France and, and Germany, especially because you can't collect all the criteria to ask question if we can't link uh, the the name to. Uh, someone who can feel victim of discrimination, we can perhaps just tell you, you were exposed to 30% of uh, people mm-hmm. who say that they were discriminated due to uh, their uh, uh, sexual orientation or, or perhaps uh, their uh, ethnicity origin. So we'll try to really uh, make innovation on that field and also in the matching system with companies, uh, we want to reduce bias. And so we are invested in RID uh, now to uh, to in- perhaps include APIs with soft skills and so mm-hmm. on to really reduce uh, the, um, uh, the bias uh, that we can have uh, sometime while uh, getting in touch with the applying. Uh, exactly. So we are investing in that field. Um, so we want to be uh, the first uh, place uh, for diverse talent, uh, around the 1 million in Europe uh, people uh, in the next five years. And then uh, while uh, having like people in Europe, MENA region, uh, perhaps mm-hmm. India, we can go uh, into US and to say we have the worldwide pipeline. And, right. and, and, and I think every company in the US are really focusing on US uh, fields. So we can jump and uh, upsell with the companies that we have who are working already in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the US and then acquiring uh, US people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so women working in the tech industry. But what you can see is that the US market is totally crazy. So let's see what will happen with the NASDAQ situation, with the tech mm-hmm. uh, layer. Uh, we have this situation with COVID. I think that crisis is is important, but we will go through in, the, in one year, the situation will come back and then we'll, they will hire like crazy again in like less yes. than one year and a half. So just a moment. Um, and, 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 and the situation of salaries, uh, it's totally crazy. So coming with the global pipelines, they do not focus on uh, because they don't care about Tunisia, they don't care about, but there's many uh, talents there. Uh, yes. and, and so we can come with that pipeline and, and, and being really global. And that's my that's my vision for 15. Amazing. I think there's nothing to stop you that I see there, to be honest. There's only good signs. The European Commission is working on uh, mandating for more countries to be transparent and around their pay. So organizations will realize that they need people like you and they need organizations like yours. And then on the other hand, I, I think it's right to say we see more women coming into the field of technology from different sides, not just university, right? And I think that boost um, will help, but you're right to work on what happens about retention and what happens about coming back into the field and what happens with even uh, men who want to work in inclusive environments and how do we uh, enable organizations to do so. Um, I'm 
very proud to know you. Um, uh, you're an inspiration you, for me personally. And I think um, I want to see 15 Tech grow. Um, I think it's going to be um, a big success uh, ongoing. I see how you've grown so far. And I want to thank you for your work and the team as well. Oh, um. <laughs> thank you, Anna. You are an inspiration for me too. And um, we have many plans. I think first is retention, but tomorrow it's uh, the next gen. So what we want to do with the money that we will get is to give money to association operating earlier uh, for girls uh, in tech, for example, or diverse yeah. profile in tech, and also opening a foundation for career change and transition, uh, offering a scholarship with a, with a job, guaranteed job mm-hmm. uh, in a company. Uh, and so let's see uh, if the journey will happen to until that way. But we are motivated and we want uh, really uh, to change the face of the tech industry. So let's do that together. And Amen. thank you for your podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it and enjoy Bordeaux. Thank you. Thank you so much for staying with us for the entire episode. You are the best. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to the We Include podcast on Spotify or the podcast provider of your choice. And don't forget to share in your networks. It's highly appreciated. You can find me on LinkedIn for suggestions of initiatives and topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. They are coming out weekly. Till next time, take care.